Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Coming at you for the better part of 90 minutes, give or take. Got the commercial breaks on the end. There's always ways to stretch this thing, make it happen. The real NWA JB coming at you now, almost three months into this bad boy, brand new operation of ours. We are not, we're not done yet. Growing, getting used to it. How about that for a moment? Not even used to this thing yet. Now let me admit that. Takes a little while. Repetition over and over and over again. I mean, you get, I don't know how many reps I had in my previous gig, but you think about it, probably doing 200, 250 shows some odd a year over the course of 12 years. That's, I mean, do the math on that. That's like 3,000 shows at the last gig. And in my career now, and this is just me talking about my career. We all do this with whatever career we're in. You think about the time you've spent in it, growing it, practicing it, getting accustomed to certain features and things. You look up, your reps are like three, four, five, 10,000 times you've done something over and over. I think about teachers and professors, you know, these ones we celebrate and coaches who've been somewhere for 30, 40 years. It's unbelievable how ingrained they are in the cultures around them. And then on top of that, it's pretty incredible how accustomed and ingrained they are in their own ways. So people get used to things. And I think that's important for a mention really every morning, but certainly now that we're talking about it here at the top of the show today, it's going to take some time to get used to this new thing for you and for me. And if you're one of the early, you know, I don't know, 30,000, whatever listeners we've had, you found it quicker than most people. And I mean, we're getting 30,000 listeners every day. Nobody said that, but you add it up 500 here, a thousand there, 2000 there, the post games, the morning shows, it adds up people's post game show. That's been one of our ties that binds throughout the years together. Hasn't it been hosting Razorback football and basketball post game shows with y'all for the better part of two decades. And we ain't stopping anytime soon. Coming up, People's Post game number 10 this season, right? Around the corner, I guess 11th overall. You throw in the Arkansas-Purdue Hoops special edition show. And yeah, we're thinking 6.30 on Saturday for 90 minutes. What a deal that is, that we get to be on the air you know, less than 15 minutes after every game ends. It's pretty incredible. Gives you something to tune into your post-game tailgate or on the ride home and you got folks who are stuck in you know 1960s 1970s radio land which is what these radio stations really are now especially the ones without you know any connection to the internet they're just they're they're in the past and they're dumping commercials at you that's what they're doing 
They're not investing time and effort. They're not putting forth the kind of interesting, intense conversations that y'all and I have on our post-game shows. They're definitely not doing that for a couple hours. What's cool, too, this internet thing of ours, not only can you listen to it live, you don't have to. Most people don't. We're talking, you know, two, three hundred live in the mornings right now, on the average, through the different, you know, measurements. It's pretty good. It's pretty good for the early stages of this thing. But then you add up the podcasts, and then we start getting some incredible numbers. So... Whether you're finding it live or finding it later on whatever podcast platform you listen to, it means you're smart, you're flexible, you're able to evolve and press different buttons. You're not stuck in your ways. You're not just a one-way street. You're not, you know, black and white. You're much more complicated than that. You're obviously good looking. A lot of people want to be friends with you because you're so cool. And at the end of the day, you're really just one of those movers and shakers who's not going to take no for an answer. That's what I think. That's my read on it from afar. Appreciate the heck out of every last one of you for being a part of this new operation of ours on Team B Media. So many bells and whistles to come. Very bare bones early on, but you haven't really held that against us. We are just about sold out on our basketball postgame spots. Down to what? Two? One? Almost sold out. That starts officially here in less than two months. But work it ahead, and you got to do it as we get after it here. Coming at you live from the Bunka studio. Josh Bertaccini with you. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. The Real NWAJB on the social media will get you through the door there. And, of course, Podbean Live. Tell a friend. It's a great app. It's easy. It's quick to use. You hop in the room. You minimize it, and you Bluetooth it up. It's better than a radio. You Bluetooth it up, take it wherever you want. You don't have to worry about signals cutting out like you hear on some of these radio stations. I'm not naming names. Time to get some wins for Arkansas Razorback football. Spent a lot of time this week talking about hope still in the air for this Arkansas Razorback team. And the fact that they beat Florida, they finally answered one of those philosophical bells, didn't they? This team has not let go of the rope. You can't say they have. Fired up for the change to Kenny Guyton. In retrospect, you wonder why they went so far down the path of Danny Nose. Was it even worth it? I'm guessing no. But that's where you found yourself. Give Sam Pittman credit as the head hog. Talking about this with a buddy of mine last night. As we talked about the state of the team. Over some tacos here on the home front. It's always good when folks are you know, willing to... Go and do a couple tacos with you. You know what I mean? Miss Megan makes some mean tacos, too. I mean that in all the best of ways. But we're talking about this. He brings out the point. Sam Pittman's job is to put the assistance in place. And he got one wrong. And I think, you know, he got one right here with Kenny Guyton now. Well, if that's really the way it is, and this has given the offense the shot in the arm that it needs to finish strong, maybe they do get hot. Maybe they beat Auburn on Saturday. I think they should. Heck, I thought they should have beaten Liberty last year. I don't think you want Hugh Freeze coming into Razorback Stadium in consecutive seasons and sticking it to you back-to-back. I do not think that's what you want to happen. Hugh Freeze, one of the more loathsome coaches in the SEC. He makes my skin crawl, mostly because he's not what he appears to be. You know, it's one thing if you're... We all have friends or not friends or people we know who just... Maybe they're not good people. Maybe they're, you know, they're skirt chasers 
or they're into things they shouldn't be into, or they're deadbeats, or all these things that we know people do all the time, right? But at least they tell you what they are, right? Some of them. And those folks, in my eyes, are worth something, because at least they're letting you know up front who they are. I can't really tolerate the talk out of both sides of your mouth kind of people. Those are the things that really get to me. And I realize when I say that, I could be talking about any number of politicians or coaches, probably all of them, to some degree in this country. But there are degrees of being genuine in being a coach. And there are degrees of telling the truth while still getting to be your own person. I feel like Hugh Freeze is one of those kinds of guys who talks out of both sides of his mouth. On the one side, he's the you know most self-righteous, Jesus-loving, follow all the societal morals and rules and all this stuff. But on the other side, he's running around being a hellion at night and doing whatever he wants. You know what I mean? So watching things unravel the way they did for him at Ole Miss, you figured that was probably his last hurrah in this league. But no, no, no. He finds his way to liberty after a couple of years. He's barely even out of program. It's basically a, you know, a, uh, a money grab. Fronting as a school is what liberty is. But gets the gig there, turns them into something, pours himself into it, Finds Jesus again, or for the third time, or whatever it is. What an easy excuse that is for so many people. Do what you want, sleep with who you want, hurt who you want, steal what you want, find Jesus again, start over. I mean, if only life was that easy all the time. But some people have consciences. Hugh Freeze does not seem like one of those guys. He's able to talk out of both sides of his mouth. And let me say this too. Things are not black and white in life. The guy's a hell of a play caller. I think Hugh Freeze is top five play callers in college football. I don't think that just happened overnight either. There's a reason he had so much success against Saban when he was at Ole Miss. There's a reason he was able to come into Fayetteville with Liberty last year. Oh, my goodness. And stick it to the Hogs. And I think if your guard's not up and you don't make adjustments, all this talk about Arkansas and two straight wins and Sam Pittman has refound the swagger and yada, 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 you put yourself between a rock and a hard place if you don't beat Auburn. You relinquish the positive territory and ground that you've garnered for yourself here in the last couple of weeks, if you get beat by Hugh Freeze again. I think you do. I think you give a lot of it back, if not all of it. You certainly eliminate any chance you have of making a bowl game. And those of you five and seven can still make a bowl, folks, because I'm hearing from more of them more and more here on the social media and in person. Not very often in person, because you know I'm not going to take you seriously. But some folks on the social media... With a whole, we could make a bowl at five and seven, JB. It has happened before. You want to be one of those five and seven emergency teams? You want to go to the toilet bowl in Shreveport? You go to the toilet bowl here, man, as often as you want. That's gross. We don't need to think about Arkansas going five and seven and slipping into a bowl game. No, thank you. How about six and six? How about you get some swagger back and build something headed into next season? How about K.J. Jefferson, who's going to go down as Arkansas's all-time leading scorer and passer and all these things? How about K.J. get some wins here on the way out the door? And the best part of getting some wins here would not just be four in a row to get your record to 500, but now you'd be on the precipice of a bowl game and a chance to get to seven wins. And if this team wins out through a bowl game... Look, that's the only reason we were having these conversations about the future of the coaching staff in the first place. I know some of y'all want to treat it like it's blasphemous territory. Maybe it is for y'all, but not for me because it's my job. So I have to foray into these uncertain waters and find the conversational grounds, middle grounds, right? That's part of my job. 
If they keep losing, he gone. If they keep winning, we're not even having this conversation. That's how life works. It's called results. 20 minutes past 7 o'clock. We are 15 minutes into our conversation here on The Real NWA JB. With your boy Josh Bertaccini inside of the Bunker Studio. Every last one of you guys and gals tuning in is awesome. Do it live or do it later. DVR it, right? More or less on your own time. I think you'll like what we're working with. It's a Razorback-centric show for you, the people. We'll take our first time out. A lot going on today. Aaron McMahon, tremendous college football writer from M Live, covers the Wolverines. Our question of the day is up. Spygate 2, that's what's going on. Should Michigan be punished for Spygate 2? Yes, 2, or uh, yes, no, or not going to happen. Put that up there as well, okay? And then uh, after Aaron, we'll catch up with our MOD, Jermaine Petty. It's going to be a thrill ride here on a Thursday with a special edition show. Going out to my man Tim in Pensacola. JB Morning Show Hall of Famer. Great friend of mine. Recovering from some surgery this morning. That's had some health issues. Tim, we're thinking about you. And um, just positive vibes for me and all of our listeners. And get well soon, my friend. I know you will. Uh, quick break. We're coming right back on The Real NWA, JB. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. 
When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. It's The Real NWA JB coming at you. Team B Media from the Bunkus Studio here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Josh Bertaccini with you live here in digital sports radio land, and you can Bluetooth this bad boy and listen to the show on your own time as you make your moves in your vehicle or perhaps on your office front. You know, you throw it on your smart speakers. That's the way to go there, too. Podcast platforms make it possible. 31,000 listeners already. We're only two and a half months in. You guys keep growing that stuff every single day. Keep telling people. That's how we get the word out there. This is very low-key and effective advertising when it's word of mouth. That's always one of the best ways to do it. Of course, there is being, you know, the the whole sports radio advertising universe that we're in. There is the uh, the mechanism of doing a show every day and talking about something that people care about, like the Arkansas Razorbacks. A lot of talk this morning about Arkansas and Auburn coming up on Saturday. Hugh Freeze, Mr. Tuck out of both sides of his mouth coming to town. A lot of people don't care about morals. It's just about wins. Get the guys to play hard. I don't know. Call me old school. Call me, you know, naive in some ways. I still, I'm still a believer that coaches are bigger influences or should be bigger influences than just uh, people who teach you how to win. If that's what it's all about in this life, then we're going nowhere. There's got to be some lessons along the way. There's got to be some leading, some teaching. I'm a little caught up in Kyle Chandler and Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. I've been watching that show the last couple of months. And, man, that show does an awesome job of emphasizing and then exemplifying exactly what real coaches, real leaders do. And uh, it's not easy to be one of those guys or gals. It's not. It's not. It's a lot easier to be just, hey, all or nothing. You know, uh, cut corners. Short circuit this, do that. But I feel like usually that comes back. Those chickens come home to roost. You know what I'm saying? They certainly did with you, Freeze, at Ole Miss. Arkansas and Auburn, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Weather forecast will be appropriate. We see temperatures this morning hanging out in the 50s into 60s. This feels like fall. Supposed to be a rainy day as we get through it later on. Right now it feels like an awesome morning. This is what it's supposed to be. Not 80s. In November, that's not something to celebrate. Maybe get outside, you enjoy it a little bit, but I mean that—that's not good. Um, so now we're back to where it should be. A little more seasonal, temperatures settling in. I'll take 60s in November. That feels good. Did a lot of mulching yesterday. A lot of mulching. You know what that is? Of course you do. Um, so that took hours. I mean, I'm not that sore considering. Could be worse. But I'm sure a lot of y'all are doing the mulching work yourselves right now if you have trees around your home front. Um, it is 30 minutes past the hour. 
bottom of the hour. Josh Bertaccini with you. Talking Razorbacks. Question of the day today. We got Aaron McMahon set to join us in 10 minutes from M Live talking Michigan Wolverines and the scandal that continues in college football about these Michigan Wolverines and their Spygate 2 incident. Our QOD is out there for you. Should they be punished for it? Or maybe not. Maybe you don't think they should be. Maybe you have the mindset that it doesn't even matter anymore whether or not they get punished. And if that is indeed the account, I think you find yourself probably um, in the minority. A lot of people want them to be punished. But I think the way it goes, conferences don't have a lot of say anymore. They don't have a lot of power. There's not a ton of legitimacy to the NCAA brand, especially when it comes to punishment, you know, punitive situations. You just don't have a lot of respect going on out there. So I'm of the mindset nothing's going to happen here. I don't like this argument that it was just some guy going rogue, doing it on behalf of Michigan. I think that's a ridiculous argument. Aaron McMahon to weigh in. He's a really good college football scribe. He'll join us here inside of 10 minutes. Uh, Arkansas Auburn, 3 o'clock Saturday. Hogs a three-point favorite at home. You like seeing that? 3 o'clock on the kickoff. That's pretty good, too. We'll do our post-game conversation 6.30 to 8 o'clock, and away we go on that front as Arkansas tries to make you two straight wins. It has happened before. We've got three games left. It'll be 3 o'clock for Auburn, all at home, here for the Hogs. 3 o'clock for the Auburn game, 6.30 for FIU, all right? And then wrap that bad boy up with a 3 o'clock Black Friday kickoff against Missouri. That game is always sparsely attended, largely because people are still in a catatonic state after all the turkey and mashed potatoes. And if you're like me, the stovetop stuffing never stops. Megan has to buy like 20 boxes of that. I just, I can inhale that. I want some right now. But um, yeah, Thanksgiving is a tough draw for football. Not to watch on TV. The ratings on TV are obviously sensational. You have captive audiences around the country. One of those rare occasions, right? But um, but no, I don't think uh, Missouri's going to have a, a big draw. And I think Arkansas loses to Auburn this weekend. I was asked yesterday, how many people are going to show up these last few games? I could get a good draw for Auburn. It's middle of the day. You can do some tailgating. You don't have to you know, sweat it out for too long. The weather's going to be good and in the 60s. It won't be in the 80s. Can you imagine it was in the 80s for this game this weekend? No, thank you. So instead... You're going to have appropriate weather. People are going to be all tailgated up. The beverages will be flowing, unlike 11 a.m. When if you're smashed, you're, you know, you're improper. <laughs> That's been a word this week. You freeze and his actions at Ole Miss. Remember, it's improper behavior. So it's improper if you're just blasted at 11 a.m. A little less improper if you're reasonably off your rocker at 3 o'clock on a game day. Let's try to make good decisions out there while making so many bad decisions. Side note, how about the cops on game days? I mean, are you kidding me? Police get no love in this country, even though that job is brutally difficult. This is from somebody who's had a couple uncles who worked in law enforcement. It's uh, it's not easy on a game day when you got so many underage folks walking around strutting their stuff with red cups in their hands. You know they're not 21, most of them. What are you going to do? Arrest the whole campus and give them underage citations for drinking? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to be selective. You're going to pick your spots. 
That's one of the hardest things police officers have to do is be so selective and make judgment calls all the time. And really on a game day, I'll be done with this little dad talk here in a second, but on a game day, I think cops generally, especially here in Fayetteville, do an awesome job of being selective. Now, if you go out of your way to be obnoxious to a cop, you go and get arrested and you should. But the cops are really busy on game days. They don't have time to be your dad. Don't be blind, stinking drunk so early. And if you got a red cup and you're being smart about it, you don't have a, you know, a Miller Lite or whatever, you know, a, a can of butter or whatever as you're walking past them. Look at the brands getting some drops here on the show. Unsolicited. Some cores as you walk past them. Does anyone drink cores anywhere? And you're probably going to have a conversation with a police officer. But generally, they do a great job. It is not easy navigating 100,000 people on a hill with all kinds of different motives, you know, on a game day. They do a good job. Cops are always so bad, right? They're always so vilified by everyone. They're bad. They're villains. No, they're not. They're doing a job like you or me. How about some respect for people who work hard? I'm going to the basketball game the other night. I got a cop there in the circle at night directing traffic. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, oh, living the dream, buddy. Like, you know, this isn't easy. Come on. Some respect, y'all, for everyone. This is a hard life, but it's a good one. All right. Uh, basketball. Gardner-Webb tomorrow night. Who's coming with me? Anybody? Gardner-Webb? No? Uh, the games are not good the next couple weeks, but we're learning about this team right now. Must sorting his rotation. Hogs got another commit yesterday. Justin Shelley. A four-star. The commits never stop here on the Moss Bus. All he does is gas it up again and get it going for the next crew. He never stops. Always looking ahead. Such a good time to be a Razorback basketball fan and observer or critic, as the case may be. This from the guy who for, you know, 13 years there, nothing against Mike Anderson, who I think very highly of as a person and as an assistant coach. But he wasn't a long-term answer as the head coach here. He was the right guy at the time. And Eric Musselman is the guy for this time. Man, seems like he's cut from the cloth of the future, doesn't it? Um, Arkansas Gardner-Webb tomorrow night. And then the Hawks will play ODU and one of the UNC schools next week. And then it's to the Bahamas. That sounds so nice right now. For Thanksgiving, Hogs will play on what? Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of Thanksgiving week. First game is against Stanford Wednesday night, 6.30. And then Thanksgiving night, if they beat Stanford, which they should, they'll play 6.30 on Thanksgiving night. That'll be nice to look forward to while you have the turkey and the stovetop stuffing, box number 18, and uh, maybe some cookies if there's any room left, but basically leftover stuffing again. God, I love stuffing. Um... 6.30 Thursday night, Arkansas versus Memphis and or Michigan. I, and they're not going to play both teams. Arkansas versus Memphis or Michigan. Okay. And then if you win that game, you come up around the corner and you play on Friday in the championship game in the Bahamas. So three basketball games to watch the week of Thanksgiving. It's going to be a lot of fun here in two weeks. And then, of course, Arkansas and Missouri get it going on Black Friday, 3 o'clock for that game. Uh, getting late for football. Michigan warning the Big Ten. I warn you. You put me on notice. I warn you. Okay. Well, if that's the case, how about it? The schools are running. The conferences, the inmates 
are running the asylums. That's what it looks like right now in the world of college football. And Aaron McMahon will join us coming up here around the corner in just a couple minutes to give us some thoughts on the whole deal. It's the real NWAJB, the sports talk show of choice for you, the people. The people have chosen. And it is the number one show for what you're looking for every single morning. Bluetooth it, make it happen in the car, at home, whatever. Be a part of this thing. Arkansas and Gardner-Webb. You can give away a pair of tickets to that game tomorrow on the program as well. All right, quick break. We're coming back. Aaron McMahon, Michigan Wolverines. Question of the day. Did Michigan be punished for Spygate 2? What do you think? Coming right back. On the Square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the Square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. Your boy is back, and so is football season. That podcast universe is bountiful, my friend. So many ways to tune in. Apple, Spotify. Google, iHeart. That's the name of the game these days is DVR in this thing, right? And doing it on your own time, as the case may be. Bluetooth. 
in the car, at home, whatever. And uh, let's get to the guest run. Let's not beat around the bush here. Our question of the day kind of led right into this. Talking about college football's, I guess, biggest scandal of the moment, right? What's going on at Michigan and Ann Arbor? Allegations of a of a spy gate of some kind here and denials. And then the Big Ten talking about punishment. And then Michigan kind of firing the first shot here. Be careful what you do. I, I don't know. It's hard to keep it straight. That's why Aaron McMahon joins us now. Friend of the show for a long time. On the tweets, at Aaron McMahon, as it sounds, from MLive. Great college football scribe. Aaron, thank you for a little time here on the show in Fayetteville. How you doing, my friend? I've been on this beat since 2017, and I can't think of a wilder last couple of weeks. And we've had some wild situations between the Big Ten and COVID and Jim Harbaugh potentially leaving. I think this 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 takes the cake. What happened? Please treat me like a, like a dum-dum here. Like I know nothing, okay? What, tell me about this story and its origins. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, the NCAA launched a formal investigation of the Michigan football program uh, into uh, claims of Michigan doing advanced scouting. Um, it's, at this point, it's centered around one staffer, uh, kind of an analyst-type guy, uh, not technically a coach, a guy kind of behind the scenes. Um, you know, he's, he's been accused of buying tickets to games of Michigan's opponents, sending friends, family, associates to those games to film the sidelines of opponents to get signals. Those folks send the video back to him and he decodes the signals. Um, he's being accused of obviously helping Michigan. Um, there's been claims of Michigan having an unfair you know, advantage on the field because they know these the, the opponent signs and it's, it's blown up since, you know, where there's, I'm sure as you wear and all your listeners are aware, sign stealing become an issue now. Um, it's evolved now to the big kind of you know some kind of mudslinging. Michigan's mm-hmm. claiming that they have evidence proving that their opponents had their signals last year and helped Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. So it's it, it, it's really a convoluted situation. There's obviously side stories to this as well. Um, that Stafford in question, the name of Connor Stallion, I'm sure everyone knows that name at this point. He has since resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said he has no known knowledge or he knew nothing about it. Um, so while well, the NCAA investigates, the Big Ten has now come in to, too. Uh, and there's reports that, you know, essentially as soon as today, they may hand down punishment to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I don't know how you did it, Aaron, but you somehow gave me a clue there in like 90 seconds. That was probably the best synopsis of what's going on there you're going to get from anyone. Now, I got to start to punch some, not that it wasn't everything that, that that's going on, but let's try to punch some holes in that. Jim Harbaugh says he didn't know anything. That doesn't even make sense. What, this guy was working of his own volition? I don't think so, Aaron. I don't think no, so. You're right. You know, it's hard. It's a hard story to believe. Uh, this guy, by all accounts, has kind of been around the program since 2015. You know, at first mm-hmm. as a volunteer coach. Uh, he was just formally made a uh, full-time staffer last year. He was only making $55,000 a year, but you're right. You know, if you go back and watch some of those games, even last year and, and this year too, uh, you see him on the sideline, oftentimes behind one of the coordinators, mm-hmm. more often than not, the defensive coordinator, Jesse Minner, he's whispering into their ear before plays are called, and the coaches are actually reacting to what he's telling them. So clearly he had information. He knew what he was doing. The coaches were using it. 
Um, you know, at this point, there's been no proof that Jim Harbaugh knew, but I, you're right. I, I find it hard to believe that most folks didn't know what was going on. But as we know in this country, it's one thing to have, you know, an, an idea of what happened and allegations are, are one thing as well. But if you don't have hardcore evidence and people willing to testify, I mean, nothing's going to happen here, right? Give me a thought on that. You, you already mentioned this stuff goes on all the time. It's just a question of some guy getting caught. But the NCAA is at such a flimsy, you know, moment right now itself. I wonder what kind of power it even has. The Big Ten trying to flex with all the conference movement. This is a weird time and a weird place to be trying to deliver discipline from. You know what I'm saying? It, it is, and that's kind of been Michigan's position the last couple of days with the Big Ten. They're, they're basically asking them, why are you punishing us when the NCAA has not ruled on this yet? Right. In fact, the NCAA is still in a fact-finding mission right now, and I wouldn't expect anything from them for months now. So I, I think if you're Michigan, they're just trying to get through the season without this year. They're obviously they're 9-0. and They're right number three in the country. They want to win national championships. So I, I think they're trying to avoid the distractions. The problem is this is just a, this has grown. Uh, Big Ten's kind of leaning on their sportsmanship policy at this point to try and levy some type of punishment toward Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, the commissioner seems intent to do something. In fact, he was in an arbor on Friday uh, talking to the Michigan president and some of the higher the administrators, urging them to do something. They haven't done it. And in fact, I've been told Michigan's lawyered up and they're prepared to file either a restraining order or an injunction. Wow. It kind of goes ahead and suspends your marble. Aaron McMahon bringing it. Such a great sports writer covering Michigan in Ann Arbor. At Aaron McMahon, give him a follow. He's all over. What is unfortunate to become right now, kind of the biggest story in college football. And Aaron, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but you you know, alluded to it in passing, which right now, unfortunately, is the way you have to do it. But Michigan's making a run at a title this year, and some folks think they are the best team in college football. What do you think about the season they're having on the field? Will it be affected by what's going on off the field? I would think at least a little bit, Aaron. Yeah, that's a good question. We've been asking the players the last couple of weeks about it. You know, they've given you the, the, the boilerplate response, but a couple of them have been forthright and honest. You know, it's hard to open social media these days, flip on TV or, or flip on the radio and listen to talk radio, and they're, they're not talking about it. So I think it's hard for them to 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 ignore it. Um, that being said, you know they are nine and zero. They're playing great. They're they're, they're about what we'd expect. Uh, now, their schedule hasn't been great, so I think that's certainly helped. Things are obviously going to pick up Saturday. They get Penn State, and then they get Ohio State in two weeks. We're, we're really going to find out what this team is made of. Um, they were the Big Ten preseason favorites. Uh, you know, they, they haven't really deviated from that at this point. They got some great, got some good players. Izzy McCarthy's playing off the charts, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to have to win these, these games on the stretch. How do you think they match up with Ohio State? Well, Penn State this weekend. I, I like Michigan in this one. But how do you think they match up with Ohio State in the game at the end? Yeah, I, I, the game is in Ann Arbor this year, so that obviously mm-hmm. helps. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if either team has really changed much of their philosophy at this point. Michigan has to get slowing the ball a little bit more than they were last year. They're not relying on the ground with Powell's offense. Um, but I, I got to think Michigan has the upper advantage at this point. They've beaten two years in a row. They have kind of controlled the rivalry. Brian Dillon has been uh, all over the place this year. It's press conferences and everything else. You can, you can tell he's been bothered by the, whole, the Michigan situation. Um, I, I don't know. I, I give the lead to Michigan. But again, you know, the house is fantastic. They've got the best receiver in the country. And they, they've obviously got a good offense, too. So I, I'm expecting another classic. It should be a fun game. It should be, a, uh, you know, another uh, you know, step in the rivalry. Harbaugh ain't going to bounce for the NFL, is he, after the season? Yeah, I don't know, man. It wouldn't shock me if he does. It yeah. surprise me if this is the final nail of the coffin. But I, I can tell you, Michigan is working behind the scenes on a contract extension for him. 
So they're going to try and keep them long term. Uh, but again, as we say every offseason, if the right situation comes from the NFL and Jim is happy, you know, is, is you know, this crazy what's going on in Michigan, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He said before that he, he still wants to win the Super Bowl. So I, I, I'm never re- ready to close them before. Well, last but not least, how about a passing thought on the basketball team? How good do you think Michigan will be this year in hoops? And I'll let you go. Yeah, it's 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 iffy, right? They lost a lot of their key players. Hunter Dickinson's no longer there anymore. Oh, my. Certainly, expectations aren't nearly as high as they were last year. I think they're picked to finish near the bottom of the Big Ten this year. So, uh, expectations are not high. I, I, I do think maybe they exceed those. It might be a borderline tournament team, but I wouldn't expect much much of a run from them. Aaron, you're the man. Aaron McMahon dominating, doing it uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. What a great American. What a college town, period, that is there uh, up north. And and, and really uh, interesting stuff on one of the biggest stories in sports this weekend. Michigan Wolverines football. What happens here with this whole situation? Aaron, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend, okay? Excellent. You too. Thanks. Great spot out of Aaron McMahon. Let him get out of here. We'll get that up on the podcast later today. I mean, that was pretty thorough. So you got a Stafford spying, you got Harbaugh denying, and I'm not buying. I am not buying right now what they're selling at Michigan. Now, am I worked up? Am I apoplectic about it? Do I think it, you know, is worthy of all of the heated debate and discussion it's getting? Probably not. And no, I'm not any of those things. I, I, I really, I, I recognize cynically that this stuff goes on all the time in college sports. And that if you expect, you know, everyone to play by the rules of the sandbox, right? By the by the kindergarten rules, it's you're gonna be sorely disappointed. It's not gonna work out the way you want it to. Our question of the day today, should Michigan be punished for Spygate 2? Should Michigan be punished for Spygate 2? It's a good question. Put that up on the board. Yes or no or not gonna happen. I spot out of our guy, Aaron McMahon. As we continue the conversation, take a look at the SEC. Got a lot of interesting games this weekend coming up. I think it's one of the better, maybe the best SEC slate we've had all season. And we're getting out of the nitty gritty of it, right? Here's what you got on the SEC slate. Auburn, Arkansas. We're all about that one. We know, right? Three o'clock line is two and a half. Now SEC network for that one, six thirty on your People's Post Game Show to follow. Alabama at Kentucky. It's not a bad game. 11 a.m. ESPN. Tide favored by 11 in Lexington. Bama playing about as well as anybody right now in college football. Vanderbilt in South Carolina. SEC Network. That's 11 o'clock. Nobody cares. 2.30 Tennessee and Missouri. 13 and 14. They're both 7 and 2. 2.30 on CBS. Tennessee's a two-point favorite. And then the game... Of the weekend in the SEC. And I think nationally, I know Mr. McMahon there was telling us about um, about Michigan-Penn State, which might be tied with this one. But Ole Miss-Georgia, number nine Ole Miss, number two Georgia, ESPN, six o'clock. Ole Miss is eight and one. And Georgia nine and oh. What a party in Athens this weekend. LSU in Florida, 630 on the SEC network. LSU favored by 14 because Florida is obviously not good. LSU's not great either. And state Mississippi State visits Texas A&M at 6.30. ESPN2. Aggies are favored by 18 and a half. And man, if they lose another one, it feels like it's starting to get late fast for old Jimbo Fisher. They're uh, 
there in College Station. All right? All right. That's what we got going on there on the SEC report. Question of the day today. What do you think happens? Early results. First couple hundred votes in. Twitter, Facebook. Should Michigan be punished for Spygate 2? On Twitter, 62% say yes. 20% say not going to happen. 18% say no. Hmm. I can respect that. BT writes in. As of right now, no. Not based on what is known and what evidence seems to exist. Look at Rugsy coming at us. Guilty as charged. I like that out of, out of Rugsy, our weatherman. Uh, Facebook crew, Chad, no. Every team out there does not one way or another. They just need to be smarter about it. Johnny T, it's not going to happen, Josh. Come on. Let's not try to be self-righteous here. It's self-righteous. I'm just, I'm curious as to where we draw lines, what the boundaries are, who gets caught, who gets punished, and who doesn't. Interesting. Brandon says, no, geez, most most teams do this. That doesn't mean it's okay, Brandon. Come on now. Uh, Gregory should be, but the punishment will not fit the crime in this case. Chris and grab it. Yeah, Josh, you know the answer, but it's also not going to happen. Seems unlikely at best, doesn't it? All right, uh, we're an hour in. Need to break? We'll come back. Jermaine Petty, the man, the myth, the legend himself, our MOD, Minister of Defense, set to join us as he long tosses in the pen right now. Doing a little work with the tackling dummies and looking good doing it. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe, the real NWAJB YouTube channel. Firing up after every. Football and basketball game for the People's Post Game Show all season long. Check it out as we take you inside the Bunker Studio. All right, uh, Jermaine Petty next. Stay tight.